Hi, it's Brittany. Hi, it's Megan. And you're listening to True Colors. forget so yeah. it almost seems surreal you're like it's five four nope we're up there eight yeah. eight episodes so today's a special episode because we have a guest our very first <laughs> our very first guest oh, yeah oh my gosh <laughs> um we have mama lauer um here with us that's why we played pink because that's her favorite person in the entire world well singer next to me again Next to me. <laughs> yeah. Or Jackie. Or Jackie. <laughs> Depends on the day. That's true. No, not so much. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's rude. That's fine. Um, so the reason we have Mama Lauer here today is because we're going to be talking about advice. Um, and we feel like our moms or our parents in general give us the best advice, even though it takes us many years to even realize that that's true um so mom yes mom we're gonna ask you what is the best piece of advice that you've ever heard or been given or given someone else i don't know that it's the best piece of advice but it sure has come into handy come in handy the last gosh few months and that is not to talk about sex, religion, or politics with someone that you don't live with. Mm. Yeah. I think that's it. That's the best advice I could be in. <laughs> Especially in this time where everyone oh, yeah. has their opinions. I think that that's, that's good advice, um, not just in person right mm-hmm. now. I think that's great advice for social media, um, 100%. Mm-hmm. Well, and, I, and that's what I'm saying most particularly because... So much is on social media right now since everybody is uh, COVID-bound inside their houses that I think a lot of people are finding out more about their friends than they want to because everyone is not as afraid to portray their feelings on social sure. media because there's nobody standing there give, rolling their eyes at them or telling them, how can you believe that way? So I'm finding out a lot about people that I went to high school with that are totally on a different spectrum than I am Mm -hmm. in regards to the COVID, the politics, um, religion even too, because that's all coming into play right now with um, the election coming up. So anyway, I don't know. It always worked for me. I never bring it up and... I don't have confrontations with anyone. I feel like, I mean, we are, so we do feel like that's good advice. Mm -hmm. We even talked about a couple episodes ago, one of the questions that our listener asked us was, how do you feel about being in a relationship with someone of different political views? Um, So what's, what's your opinion on that? Like maybe, maybe not even just a relationship. Like maybe when you're in high school, it's like not too important. But like, I think we were talking more like marriage. Yeah. Cause like I, I'm with Megan on this. I will not date anyone that's again separate because I right. tried that once and it was 
mm-hmm. not the best. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I mean, uh, if Mark, your dad and I, if we were on different um, areas of the political um, line, I, I think it would be very hard to live with it. As it is, it's hard for me to watch all the stuff that he watches. Um, and I'm not going to tell you where he lands in the political um, grouping, but um, he's very strong about his opinions. Yeah. However, I have friends who I love and think are great, and I have no interest in talking politics with them. Yeah. Um, or religion, for that matter. So oh, yeah. you always find a different... Um, a different conversation um, but yeah no in high school I didn't even know what politics were really uh, but as in my 20s like I was with you guys I worked for a congressman yeah. and um, I saw a lot about politics that I didn't know about or didn't um, even have an opinion about and that's actually where I met your dad the first time oh, that's, cute. that's super cute also we're going to do a quick shout out because they're which is 30 seconds 30 second wedding anniversary is in two days on oh. september 3rd mm-hmm. so or i guess when you guys hear this it'll be one day away yeah um but september 3rd so that's a big deal um because i feel like you don't see that as often no anymore i feel like Brittany and i've talked about that we mm-hmm. feel very lucky that both of our parents um have been together our entire lives. We've oh, yeah. never had to, you know, have to deal with separation or divorce or yeah, they're stuck. Anything. I've been yeah. the second kid. My dad was like, yeah. "I guess I'm stuck here." I guess I'm stuck. <laughs> but I, I love the idea of when you got to your twenties, you kind of like developed that your mm-hmm. thoughts because you got into it. I mean, when I turned, when I was in my twenties, I started really diving into politics in the sense of I wanted to know more. I mm-hmm. wanted to know what I was talking about. I wanted mm-hmm. to understand what I'm talking about. But I think that's something that not a lot of people will do. They just, like you said, they have a blank screen. They can they can type away. They don't have confrontation. Yeah. They're behind a keyboard, which, I mean, it's really another form of bullying now at this point. If you actually see some of the, the like, ways that people oh, are yeah. even bringing out. Because it's not even them making, like, an individual post of their opinions now it's like someone else posted something and if they don't agree with it they're gonna comment and then i've read through these conversations Mm -hmm. and it just gets nastier and nastier and nastier and the whole time i'm just like really like this is this is how you're treating other people just because they have a difference of opinion about Mm -hmm. something well and i think that all people think that they are they just have an opinion about they're the um, oh gosh the topics mm-hmm. and that they don't really sway right or left but I don't believe that that's true I think people just use that to try to be um, center of the field yes but I tr- I, I have a feeling that people really stick to their uh, political filing whatever that be so I don't believe all these people that say no it's I'm just out there because no, and I'm not going to give my opinion about everything, but um, I'm just out there because um, I just want the best for our country and I want to do for the mm-hmm. underprivileged and I want to um, the, help the world and help the earth and help the climate. And I don't really think people are that truthful. Yeah. The same goes to maybe my next um, 
piece of advice that I think is one of the best ones and that I tell my kids all the time and I have a wide spectrum of ages of my kids and that's enjoy being a kid. Enjoy being young and that means don't rush into getting married. Don't rush into taking on responsibility. I mean, I think it's great to go out there and want to try different things, but give yourself a chance. Give your own life a chance. Be your own person before you become a couple, before you um, try to make someone else happy. You gotta make yourself happy. and. You don't make yourself happy happy by finding someone mm-hmm. that get, I, that I hope. In fact, Megan and I were talking about it last night. When you find the right person, it makes you a better person, mm-hmm. not the same person, not a worse person, right? And you're person. able to show your true personality to that person, and um, and yeah, it would make I I would hope it makes you a better person. But but the biggest thing is uh, just. Stay a kid as long as you can. Gosh, you, you don't get a lot of time to be and do what you want to do mm-hmm. um, without all the bills and the responsibility. And, you know, there's there's just a lot to being an adult. You, can, you get to be that for 80 years, hopefully. Hoping we all live to we're about um, 100. But, um, <laughs> 120. Like, yeah, but, I mean, um, gosh, I mean... Enjoy everything. I think that's why Megan and I, we really have enjoyed watching Jackie grow up so mm-hmm. much because um, I've been a much more relaxed relaxed parent for her. Yes. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Because, yes, because I can enjoy... I can actually enjoy being a parent, Megan. They all think I, just, I spoil her. And I, I mean, it's the youngest. It's the young it child is. syndrome. Like my brother yeah. gets spoiled. Like there's no tomorrow. We so got we, the short end of the yes. stick when it came oh. to birth order. <laughs> we talked about that last week. And she doesn't get it though because she was the baby, so she uh-huh. got the spoiling. And I do. That's how my dad feels. My dad was the baby of the family. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like. You spoil that child like yeah. there's no tomorrow. I don't. I I know I was spoiled because you know what? By the time <laughs> I was there, um, and I've been told that I wasn't planned at all. So what it is, what it is. But I know by the time I was growing up and getting into my high school years in my twenties, my parents were a little bit more established mm-hmm. and they could relax and. I was able to, you know, I got a, a, a lot materialistically, but my parents were so good to me. Mm-hmm. And I got a lot of trips. I got to travel a lot. And at the same time, I could work and keep all my money to myself because <laughs> they, they didn't need me to help out with the house. So I think, um, yeah, I think it paid off really well for Jackie. Like, no. <laughs> birthing order. <laughs> but I don't think she's spoiled acting. Just like I never thought I was spoiled acting. And you know what? Megan can say all she wants, but she took on the role of mama also. But yeah. Jackie was, called her mama when she was a little, when she was probably under four. She would call Megan mama also. Mm-hmm. And Megan loved it. I did. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. She's the mom of our group, so it's fine. <laughs> well, yeah. And, you know, I can tell you when she would play with Melanie and um, her younger sister and Jackie, Megan would be the mom and Melanie would be the younger 
teenage sister we or something. Destined, destined yeah. to be friends because that's how I was. Yeah. I was always the mom. But yeah. they, she used to put Jackie in her American Girl baby doll I'm done. Yeah. And push her through the house. Oh. Mom, it came with a big stroller, okay? <laughs> if they didn't mean for you to put your baby sibling in it, then yeah. there was something messed up in the instructions. And I couldn't read, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I. <laughs> but, so see, she wanted to be a mom when she was a baby. I wanted to be a mom. I mean, back in my day, you know, we played with baby dolls. And we pretend, you know, you sat on the floor for hours and played with your baby dolls and your Barbies. Mm-hmm. And But my girls did that too. So I, I don't know, maybe it's just innate in them that they like being, um, being a mama. Yes. But honestly, <laughs> that's all I feel I was ever expected to be. Mm-hmm. And I give my girls the advice, you could be a mom in your 30s. Mm-hmm. And I was... I think uh, Nick was born when I was 30, I think. Or t- I was pregnant with him when I was 29, and I had him when I was 30. But I have a lot of time to be a mom. And nowadays, guys, there's so much you can do. So, you know, as we all know, I had Jackie later. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I think I think it was just as much fun, if not more fun, being a mom older because I was more relaxed. Mm-hmm. So I just I just don't want my kids to kids they go from what 31 30 all the way down to 18 but I tell my kids you know just enjoy life and enjoy being young and and uh, I think that's what a lot of parents need to also understand too is I I try not to step on like my aunt's toes or any of my family's toes but they want them to grow up so fast and they want them to be adults like one of my aunt's my cousin grew up really fast. Like she was graduating early when she shouldn't have been graduating. She wasn't ready to graduate, mm-hmm. but she wanted those things to go so Come fast. On. My mom, on the other hand, was like, let's try to keep you as young as we can. Like, let's, you don't need all these responsibilities. Even mm-hmm. as the yeah. oldest, you shouldn't have all these responsibilities just yet. And I commend you and moms like that for wanting your children to not just be stuck as a wife a mother mm-hmm. you want mm-hmm. them to be more than just that should not be what they're just defined as they mm-hmm. should be defined as uh, a teacher a doctor a lawyer a nurse you know like mm-hmm. those things mm-hmm. should be their first definition and then a wife and a mother right yeah. exactly but um i just remember that you know my dad i wanted to go away to college and my dad didn't want me to and uh, i'll never forget what he he told me is because I wanted to be a nurse, and he said, um, but if you're a nurse, you know, you'd probably want to be with your patients more than you'd want to be with your own children. He said, have you ever thought of being a teacher? And so that was years and years. That's when I was in college, and um, I think about that now, and I don't know, you know, that changes the projectile of your life Mm -hmm. when someone says that to you, and I I feel like I was expected to want to be just a wife and just a mom and but that's how it was for papa and Mino. that's how it was or grandparents i mean it's for you know usually the the man was the one who brought home the bacon Mm -hmm. and the wife would stay home and there would be a meal waiting for him Mm -hmm. and that's just not how it is anymore you know Mm -hmm. i feel like women well, um, I, I feel my mom was pretty independent. Yeah. Um, she was a social worker in the uh, 
in the 50s and then she and a teacher before that before she got married but um and i know she wanted to stay home with us um that's what she did yeah. um but uh, i i guess I, I don't know maybe i just i wanted somebody to when i think about it now i wish i had had someone to push me mm-hmm. into wanting to be more than i was making in my life Mm -hmm. and even though I had a really good job in my 20s you know out of college I worked for the congressman and then I went on to be a a director of um, HR at uh, the Pasadena Hilton and um, two other companies besides that jack-of-the-box as your dad likes to Mm -hmm. say was actually (laughs) food maker and I was a regional personnel manager there but every um, time we pass jack-in-the-box we're like oh that's where mom works she's like nope no I worked for the corporate (laughs) part of it well daddy likes to say that I was a fry girl (laughs) which isn't a bad that's a good job I mean gosh typical man bring me food (laughs) that's a hard job if you ever guys if you guys ever do a job about or a show about that having to listen to those orders in your earphones uh, and then putting it on the the <laughs> cash register and oh that's a tough job yeah. it really it is it, there's a lot to it but i can barely do stuff at disney multitasking <laughs> it is uh, it is a tough job but anyway no i um i just want them all to do the things that they um that can make them the best people mm-hmm. you know uh and be satisfied with what they're doing and happy. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't tell you how many people that I know my age that said, oh, I just want to retire, I just want to retire. And because I became a teacher later in life, I'm just like, gosh, why? All you're going to do is sit home. You know, how many days can you go out to lunch with someone? How many days oh, can yeah. you go out to breakfast? How many days can you sit and watch TV or, you know, read a book? I know, I guess you could read a book a lot, but... You know, I I love getting up and going well, and like doing my job. Having a purpose job. every day, it's having something you're, you're totally that well, makes your life meaningful. Well, yeah, and God, teaching all these babies every day—it's just like just to see them learning. I I can't believe I didn't do this earlier in my life mm-hmm. because it is so fulfilling. That's the word. That's the word. Fulfilling. <laughs> I want them all to be fulfilled. <laughs> Can you tell she's my mom? We, yeah. we talk the same way yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> I know. I just love it. Um, okay. So what we were going to just do was we found like some piece of, a, of advice. Mm. And so we want your opinion on them. So Yay. Th- <laughs> this one <laughs> said, well, they're, they're kind of, some of them are really profound. Like, cause this is Shakespeare who oh, said this one. Okay. I teach second graders. I'm not that profound. You're, you're, you're pretty, pretty up there. Oh, hello, um, your mom. <laughs> okay, this one says, go wisely and slowly. Those who rush, stumble, and fall. Hello, isn't that just what we talked about? No, Why are you rushing through Well, life? you stepped on my toes for the structure of the podcast then by talking about it. Well, if I could step on your toes and your brothers and sisters and slow down, I would. <laughs> okay, well, this one is interesting because I think it goes against everything we've been doing. But it says, I always advise people never to give advice. Yes, don't talk about sex, politics, or religion. <laughs> don't advise anybody. Well, what about like? No, you know what? what that's about, not like, when true. your friends come. Yeah, no, to that's you or your family. I don't feel like you have to be opinionated to mm-hmm. give advice. Mm-hmm. Yes, 
because you don't don't we just I don't know yeah I think that that's the biggest thing you don't have to be opinionated to give advice you can empathize you can sympathize you can be compassionate you can hear how where the person is coming from mm -hmm. but I think we've learned that even in the last couple of months that we don't give our opinions because that's not what someone wants to hear mm -mm. They want you to empathize or sympathize mm -hmm. or be compassionate with them. I think I'm watching this beyond every episode because she's yeah. like <laughs> literally the most like what I'm thinking she says. I think you're having fun too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Um, I think you're going to have a lot of opinion <clears throat> on this one. No gosh. It says, <laughs> don't compromise yourself. You are all you've got. All goes hand in hand with what we talked about at the beginning of the show and and the middle of it if if you compromise yourself to be something someone else wants you're not being your true self you're not being your true color <laughs> hello did you get that one yeah, <laughs> quick look advertisement, advertisement. <laughs> but that no that that's true and I gosh I hope that's something that I've instilled in my kids mm-hmm um, I actually really like this one. It says, love... This is Benjamin Franklin. Um, Who Nicholas played in fifth grade. Okay, Nicholas is my brother. I don't think they know that. Yeah, you have mentioned have it I a mentioned few it? Times. Okay, well, yeah. just in case they weren't listening. <laughs> this is your first episode. <laughs> All you can is listen to a podcast, but in case you weren't listening. Um, so this is Benjamin Franklin, and I really like this. It says, love your enemies, for they tell you your faults. Or they're the mirror looking at you. Ooh, I mm. like that one. Do you want me to call Ben and tell him you would like to read? I don't think you're going to reach Ben oh. at this point. No, I think that's such a good one to, like, the mirror, because it's like, they're exactly what you're staring at inside. Like, you're, um, I like to think most of my friends are the reflection of my personality, but then there's the, any, like, the ones that you're not close to, mm -hmm. and they're kind of the opposite of what you want to see. Yeah. That's I get it. I think that that makes a good point. Um, I think I heard it differently than both of you, though. So, but I was I was kind of hearing like. So for instance, well, that's not true because if you if you have solid good friends and solid family that are not like yes men in your life, we've talked about this a lot lately, mom. Mm -hmm. um, if you have people in your life that are not just like yes men, and they're gonna tell you like like for instance, if I come to Brittany. And I say, my mom and I got in a fight. Here's what she said to me. Here's what I said to her. Like, I would want Brittany or another friend to say, have you tried to listen to... Oh, yeah, I and have. you have. No, I know. But I was like, like, no, I have. She, she'll always say, she'll be like, look, I'm. this is how she starts every piece of conversation when I ask. She says, here's what you need to know. I'm always Team Megan. She always says that. She says, I'm always Team Megan. But... Have you tried to see it from your mom's perspective? Or, like, say, like, I'm talking about a friend, mm -hmm. which yeah. we've talked about a lot, and she'll always tell me, you know what, I'm Team Megan. Or if it's about a guy, she'll be like, I'm Team Megan, but this guy has some redeeming qualities, or this one needs to just go. But she, it's it's like there's a way to still, mm -hmm. like, let the people, I think you're not really showing people you love them. If you're not being honest exactly. with them. Because if you're just telling them what they want to hear, mm -hmm. then how are you, you know, it doesn't have to just be a relationship. How are you as a friend not making them, or making them a better person if you're just 
lying to them all the time. That's something my mom's always instilled in our heads is always be honest with the people that you, that's what's going to be the best for you as well as them. Yeah. Like I will be very honest with you mm-hmm. if I'm feeling a certain way and you're vice versa. You're mm-hmm. the first person I will call if I need like good, honest opinions because you're like, I get where you're coming from, but, but <laughs> you also but. need to look at X, Y, and Z yeah. before anything. So I think like, yeah, just being honest. Mm-hmm. I would say be honest to the people that you want to keep around. So maybe I mean, it's not always your enemy. I'm honest to them too. I cut them out. <laughs> be like, see ya. That's, that's, my mom, or Sabrina's the best one to do it. Like, once you cross Sabrina, Sabrina's like... Sabrina's tough. Sab- I, I really want to bring her on the show sometime. Oh, no, she'd be so fun to be on here with blunt advice. Like, yeah. she's just very honest. Like, if she feels a certain way about you, and you're not vibing with her, she's like, I can't do this. She's just not trying to be anything she's not. Yeah. And that's what, but I, I think mean, it's admirable. Yeah. You know? But you also get to a point in your life, too, where you don't want to... Why would you waste your time yeah. with people that, one, are either going to be your yes-men and you know you're not getting the true um, vibe from? Yeah. Or why would you want to be around someone who doesn't doesn't benefit your life, doesn't mm-hmm. make your life better? Yeah. Uh, and some, But sometimes our enemies are maybe the worst part of us mm-hmm. that we're seeing yeah on the outside uh, i don't know i like that actually i think like that's totally true because if you think about it think about like people you've been friends with or you've associated with in these past couple of years alone mm-hmm. and you know there was something that initially connected you to that person so maybe that was a part of yourself that you really don't like too much and mm-hmm. that's and so that's what it means, like, when you're saying, oh, when you look at someone else, mm-hmm. maybe you're seeing, like, that part of yourself. Or the part of you that you used to be, and yeah. maybe you're different now. I'm yeah. using that for a story, the part that you used to be. <laughs> okay, this one, I like this one, too. It says, keep, it's an unknown um, speaker, so, keep yourself busy in remembering your own faults so that you have no time left to rem- remember the faults of others. What do you think of that? No, I don't. I don't think it's practical, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think you're able to do that uh, unless we're perfect people. I think we always see faults in other people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost organic. Tr- uh, yeah. Well, true. Yeah. I mean, life is not just the rose-colored, is it? So we know yeah. that there's. But I don't know if they're necessarily, I don't know, maybe I'm off on this, but I don't think that they're necessarily saying, like, there isn't fault in other people. I think it's just saying... To see the good like, only? Like, try, no, but, like, try and try and remember. It's kind of like, what's the thing, like, in the Bible, it says, cast the first stone mm. if you have no sin, but no one was able to cast a stone because there was no one that is without sin. So it's kind of like... Well, I can't really be pointing out your flaws if I haven't even sat down to acknowledge my own. And sometimes our flaws might be the same as the person that we're judging. Not like the enemy, again. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I guess I'm picking one. Uh, are you trying, trying to, to make? A, I know. I was gonna say. Are you trying to make a point here? No. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay. Mom will like this one. 
It says, listen to your elders' advice, not because they are always right, but because they have more experiences of being wrong. Totally. There it is. <laughs> I've done that. I know what can happen. Yeah. You know what? How many times have you said, you know, I remember you told me this a long time ago, mm-hmm. but I didn't know it until I just went through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what's worse is we throw it in your face sometimes. Yeah. Like, no, no, but I mean, like, stories she's told us. So, like, for instance, like, mm. you guys are a special story. But, like, my mom and dad, after six weeks, got engaged. So whenever I was in like relationships or something and my mom would be like, I think it's too soon to do this with them or do that with them, like go on a trip <laughs> or whatever. And then I would always throw it in her. I was like, you, it was six weeks. But the difference is, is my mom and dad's parent families knew each other. They, it was almost like they knew each other their whole lives just without actually having had met until they right. were adults. Right. Um, so it's very different because I hate to say it, but nowadays most of the people I'm meeting to date are off of, dating apps so it's it's a very different world we're living in now so I understand the protection of it all mm-hmm. but she also had her own dating life before my dad and I think that that's where a lot of her advice stems from when it comes to passing it on to us that's all my family is my mom and dad will if we make a mistake they're like we're gonna let you learn from it because I've done this before so I want you to do your mistake so I can teach you how to do it the right way since I've done this before. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, my mom had kids at an early age. They mm-hmm. were both 20, 21 when they had me. Mm-hmm. And so my mom's like, don't do what I did. Mm-hmm. Live your life and then start having kids. Then start having a family. You don't have to do exactly what we did mm-hmm. in order to be happy. You're right. happy in your own path. Mm-hmm. Well, because as much as you think so, just because we all came from different generations, doesn't mean that life changed that mm-hmm. much. Um, relationships are very similar. Um, girlfriend, boyfriend, family, uh, sibling relationships. It didn't change that much. Mm-hmm. But um, so I think when we say stuff like, I know what you're going through just wait it'll get better Mm -hmm. or I know what you're thinking and even though I'm not a young person right now it all meant the same it Mm -hmm. all relationships are relationships so I don't know I I just um, I more and more see like Megan mostly Megan is um, Megan learns from her Mistakes. And I, I hope so. I, I never. I really <laughs> don't I mean, see Megan too. making a mistake, the same mistake twice. Um, she has started dating people uh, <laughs> more. Here's the thing, Megan's a pretty, pretty great gal. So it's, she has to say that. No, <laughs> I pay her. I, mean, she's, <laughs> I feel like she's okay. <laughs> I feel like when when she meets a pe- uh, gentleman friends. She just, I don't know, she's just, she's appealing, she's just so sweet and kind, not because she's sitting right here, but, you know, she's pretty, pretty, a pretty nice kid, and, um, you know, she does show all those qualities, she shows compassion for people, Mm -hmm. she's empathetic, she doesn't, she doesn't give her opinion a lot, she's very politically correct when it comes to relationships, and so, 
they they just tend to cling to her very quickly. I that, cling to you pretty quickly. Yeah. It took like she, five minutes and then I don't mind when my friends do it. I don't like when the guys do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always come home and I, I even said this to my mom last night because I'm like talking to someone now, but I haven't met them in person yet because COVID. And um, so I was, you know, I was talking to her and I was telling her, I was like, but anyway, so I'm talking to someone now and I haven't met them in person yet. And I told my mom, but I got kind of excited when this person asked for my number, which is not rare, by the way. But then I told my mom, I said, but I don't know if I want to meet him in person because I don't like anyone in person. Um, And I think that that is my fault or like my downfall. (laughs) Well, I just think, yeah, I just think you start looking for the negatives first. Yeah. And and you, and you can't. You can't look for the negatives. But I, I also think it's because you've also gotten into relationships and after maybe like three months of knowing them. Yeah. And then you start realizing, oh, wait a minute, maybe this is all the stuff I should have found out before I said yes to that commitment. But now we are going on nine months single. That is a... That's a re- good one. That's, that's a, a record. record for me. Yeah. I was going to say it, but I... <laughs> I think since Br- Brittany's known me for two years, and I think I've been in three relationships since yeah. she's known me. Yeah. I've, I've been in the same. But we're growing. We're learning. I'm growing. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. It just... Um, I can't. Okay, okay. We're moving into a, a, a funner part of this. These are pieces of advice... That uh, apparently are common pieces of advice or sayings, Mm -hmm. but this person has labeled them as the worst advice. So this is advice that people are passing around all the time, Mm -hmm. and they're saying that it is not good advice. Okay? So the first one is love is blind. No. (laughs) Only on the TV show. Only on the TV show. Love is not blind. Love is... um... Love is deaf sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't think love is blind. Golly, what? Mm-mm. But it's a common saying, Mom. It is a common <laughs> saying, but it, it's not true. I don't think, I honestly, I don't I don't think it's true either. Even mm-hmm. watching the Love is Blind mm-hmm. show, and yes, there were the occasional... One couple. Oh, was it only one couple that were staying together? No, mm-hmm. two couples. Two. Uh, technically three. So two couples got married, one broke up the marriage, and then got together after the show ended. Okay, so technically the experiment somewhat worked. But if mm-hmm. you think about those two couples that didn't work, they mm-hmm. were, work? quote, in love, you know, whatever this show was saying. When they had a wall in between them, mm-hmm. they were saying, I fell in love with your personality, right? But then the second they got out, mm-hmm. what was their reasoning for not having the marriages? The one girl, I can't remember her name, but no one liked Kelly. her. No. Kristen? Kristen? I think it was Kristen. I don't remember her name. Because it's my aunt's name. But she was the one that was trying to get someone else's husband the whole time. Mm -hmm. Amber's. Yeah, Amber's (laughs) husband. But, okay, so she, her reasoning basically, let's be honest, was that she wasn't attracted. He he was shorter than she wanted. He was younger. She wasn't attracted to his face, whatever. And then the other girl, same thing. She said that she couldn't be intimate with her new husband at all. And so I thought... All of that made sense because as humans, I feel like we are visual creatures. So that doesn't mean that who I think is attractive is going to be attractive to you, Mom, or to you, Brittany. Mm -hmm. But beauty is in the eye of the beholder, which I do feel is a 
proper saying. Yes, I, like I agree with that yeah. one. Because I feel like there are, there is someone for everyone. Because I may not find so-and-so's husbands. I was talking about this with my mom. I said, there's all these girls that I went to high school with that are I always thought were the prettiest girls. Those were the girls mm-hmm. that I wanted to look like. And then I'm seeing who their husbands are now, and they're just not who I expected. I expected them to all be dating, like, NFL athlete-looking. Yeah, Captain of America-looking guys. And they're not. But these girls are ecstatically happy with um, two or three kids, honestly. And it's kind of like, well, you know, they're may- maybe that is what they fell in love with more and so I do believe that humans are visual creatures was what my bottom line was Mm -hmm. so (laughs) that love is not yeah well what this person wrote they said sure you may gloss over a few of your new partner's flaws when you get together but real love isn't blind and it shouldn't be just because you can see the flaws in another person doesn't mean you're not actually in love and being a good partner doesn't mean constantly overlooking real problems in your relationship Mm -hmm. So I agree with that one. I thought that that was a really good one. Um, I'm skipping past a few of these because I think they're dumb anyway, so I don't know how anyone thought that. Oh, this is a good one, Mom. <laughs> okay. I'm here. I'm ready. They're saying, remember, they're saying these, this is bad advice. Okay? okay. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. How do you feel? Um, well, okay. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like when you're away from someone you get used to it mm-hmm. and you start managing your life without them around but, mm, absence makes the heart grow fonder uh, I don't believe that no I feel like if the relationship's there and the absence is there you'll hold out until you get back together mm-hmm. Britt? <laughs> um I mean, I used to think so when I was dating Evan. Like, I was very, like, when we were away from each other, I kind of agreed with it. Mm -hmm. And then when I got to dating Sean, I don't like being away from him. Like, this whole quarantine's been really rough. Because, like, I was like, okay, two weeks, I can do it. No biggie. But then when I've literally spent almost every day since I've been out of school with him, I've literally... I might put on the face that I'm fine, but in my heart, it's just like I'm my other piece is missing. Like we were having ups and downs, but I still thoroughly miss him. So, do you feel like it's making your heart fonder, or like you just have always kind of been that way with him, no matter what, whether he was absent or not? I think it's always. I think it's always been that way. Like it's always been a relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, because for two years I was on and off anyway, because I was up at school mm-hmm. and he was home, so I only got to see him on the weekends. So, I think I'm, I just miss him. That's <laughs> just yeah. it. I just really miss him. And when I'm home, I miss him. When I'm at work, I miss him. And it's just like, being away from him, it was easy the first month. Because I was like, okay, well, it's just like school. I'm not always with him. And then the second month came and I was like, okay, I miss him. Mm-hmm. But do you just miss the comfort of him? Or do you miss the person? I like miss you... the person. I miss the comfort. I miss going to bed and knowing he's next to me like I miss like holding him I miss touching him like when I go visit him like all I want to do is like just pinch his cheeks and 
poked him and see snuggled. we are very different people in relationships <laughs> i am so not this person <laughs> like at all i'm the type of, i keep telling my mom that why i'm so worried about getting married one day is because when i get married that will be when i am living with my husband and i feel like I'm just going to be like, you know, I'm going to walk into my kitchen and he's going to be in there. I'm going to be like, ah, why are you here? <laughs> like, like are it's not Saturday here? night. Like, yeah. you should not be you here. Should... Wait, we timed this right. I mean, yeah. I get that. But I was this way. This is what is so funny. I was this way in high school. Like, the, the time where you're supposed to be like, I want to see my boyfriend every day. Oh, I want to see I was never that person. I was always like, uh, first of all, I went to an all-girls school. All of my boyfriends went to the all-boys school. So... When we saw each other, it was like once, maybe twice a weekend, and that was pushing it for me. So, and again, what's even worse is I dated amazing people in high school. Like, they were literally like parent-approved, church-approved type of boyfriends. They were amazing. But I didn't, I, I don't know. I, I think I just, I liked my time spread out. I liked having other things going on. You know, I was an athlete in high school for the, for most of the time I was in high school. So I enjoyed being at practice, being with my team, being with my family as much as possible. I liked my nights in with the family. I like, and it's funny cause my mom was so like, well, you can invite him over. And, I, and, I, and I, I would just be like, mm, um, He's well, busy. He's, he's, he probably doesn't want to come over when I knew all of them did, but I was just like, he, he probably doesn't want to want to be but here I, or anything. I think that has a lot to do with you being comfortable with yourself. You're, you like being with yourself. I do. I'm great. <laughs> you know what? There's a, there's a advice yeah. that, um, oh no, here's two things. Okay, My mom on. used to tell us, and I don't even know if, what you feel about this an intelligent person is never bored so always keep yourself busy oh i like that now i feel bad for ever saying i was bored i'm like dang i'm dumb <laughs> there's that one wait there's okay a, we can be dumb together <laughs> there's another one my mom used to say and nick your brother does this all the yeah. time if he's coming in the house or something and he's got every bag from the car in his arms and he's knocking on the door with his foot my mom always said don't carry a lazy man's load because something will always happen. Mm. And when you think about that, that goes into so many different parts of your mm. life. Don't carry a lazy man's load in your life because mm. you can't you can't carry them all yeah. and you'll drop something. True. So, but I tell Nick that all the time. That's a lazy man's load. I feel like I really struggle with that because... I think like well, you it's because I get it from you. Yeah, well, is yeah. 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 <laughs> my mom's thing because I do the same. My mom, I'm always doing the same thing my mom does. Like yeah. with her carrying everything on her, I feel like I need to do that too. Like mm -hmm. I have that initial reaction, and you think it comes from being the oldest or one of the oldest. Yeah, you yeah. Know? But see, I wasn't, oh. and I remember because when I like when I was, I think it's just a personality trait. It is honestly because I. I mean, I love presents. Who doesn't love presents? I love people doing things for me to a degree. Mm -hmm. But I love when I was in my 20s making money and my brother and sister were married. I loved being able to buy things for them and give things to them and my nieces and nephews. 
And even with my own kids, they know I will give them before I give myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is Megan. Megan has taken on that trait as well. And it's not always a good thing Mm -hmm. because... You know what? You got to put yourself first sometimes. Oh, I I will I will break the bank for Christmas yes. every year. Yes. For the family. But and you'll also do it in things you do for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not just monetary things. You'll also do it you know like I I've got to say that we are a little bit alike. I think you're even more so. I won't do it anymore. Because I'm older and I'm jaded but you know I just feel like you can only carry so much you know and Megan will hear me say it to her dad sometimes is you know what I'm not your mother Mm -hmm. and I think all women have said this to their husbands at one point or another I'm not your mother Mm -hmm. make your own doctor's appointment Mm -hmm. or you know you need a new pair of tennis shoes go get yourself a new pair Mm -hmm. of shoes all the things that my mother would have said to me I don't want to say that to anybody anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I no, I want I want to see see them fly a little bit. Yeah, but um, I agree. But yeah, but as far as the lazy man load thing, totally because you know what you do. You're carrying your schooling. You're carrying your job. You're carrying your family. Mm-hmm. And women just you know, I remember women take everything on and they still have to stand tall. Mm-hmm. And so no matter what we're doing we have to be able to take on more mm-hmm. I remember that movie Steel Magnolias and I always say uh, that line is the reason they said that women are steel magnolias is because they're beautiful of course I mean I'm not saying I am but they're beautiful but they're made of steel because they can stand up to everything they hold everything up and everything is able to flow around them I love that movie. Yeah, I do. Oh. The favorite part is the shoe size one. What size shoe do you wear? Well, I wear a seven, but an eight's so comfortable I buy myself an eight and a half. <laughs> that's why. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's exact line, but it's... So this next one is, and I don't know, they're saying that this is a bad piece of advice, but maybe I'm, I'm being pessimistic when I read it because I don't think it's bad advice, but it says, a leopard cannot change its spots. I don't, you know, you can look into that really deeply. Uh, can someone change? I do think they can change. We could go into the people who become Christians once they go to to prison. Mm-hmm. So can they change their spots? Yeah, I do think they can change. I do think people can change. I do. So I don't. I don't think. I don't think that's advice. I think that's a saying. But mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I do think people can change. But always, but you know, I guess being a mom, I'm gonna say, <laughs> but always remember that's inside of them. So tread lightly. Mm-hmm. Don't don't give of don't give of everything and open up to everything. Well, I just I think it's in relation a little bit to the other saying where it says like, you know, be careful what you say because words can uh, can be forgiven but not forgotten. So I think, like, if you're experiencing that person that you're saying, quote, will change or whatever you want to change, you're thinking, you're like, oh, well, yeah, they're changing, but I'll never forget 
what they did or how they made me feel or what they said mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. in this time or yeah. something like that. And I feel like that's something more people need to look for in their friends and their relationships. Like if you see someone, even if it's like one time, say you go out to a bar and they get really angry and they get in a fight with someone like that, that that's inherently in their nature then, mm-hmm. in my opinion, like that's something you should take note of. But a lot of people just go, Oh, well it was the alcohol. Well, I'm like, well, they chose to drink that much, first of all. Second of all, drunken words are sober thoughts. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I, of course, yes, I do believe that people are good at heart. Yes, I'm quoting Anne Frank. Um, are basically good at heart. But I think for me, like, yeah, that I, I become more hesitant the more people I've met that have been not so good people that's bad, but I feel like I put that onto the next person that I meet or the next person that I talk to. So it's not that I'm putting it on them, but I am more cautious now. So if I had a friend who like, you know, was like a really poor friend to me or treated me poorly or something, the next friend that I bring into my life that's new, I'm probably going to be a little more cautious with them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, people can change, but I don't know. I think that you'll never forget how they were in the past though so that's I I do feel like part of that nature is still a part of them if that makes sense even when they change that's still going to be a part of them Mm -hmm. that's still somewhat ingrained in who they are which is what the saying means is you can't change your spots because you're you're born with them so it's not like you can Mm -hmm. completely cover them up but you can cover them that that would be a better saying Mm -hmm. can't change a leopard's spots but you can cover them up yeah that's interesting Mm mm-hmm I like it. <laughs> but and I like though what you just said that words words uh it's not that words hurt, but when you say the the vocal words cuz can't you all when you think of friends like from high school or you think of people in your life, don't you always remember that mm-hmm. one thing that they mm-hmm. said to you yeah. that made you make that opinion of that person? Yeah. Even though you love them, you care about them, there's that one thing that is the sting. Mm-hmm. And well, there's like there's, or the love. That's what or the love. is interesting though is that I, which I feel bad about that this is how I am, but I feel like I'll look at like people from like high school or whatever that I'm no longer friends with. Hmm. They could have said and done a million good things for me, great things, told me how great I was, you know, was there when I needed them. But for some reason, I can only remember whatever mean thing was said from them that kind of like broke off whatever, mm-hmm. but, you know? And even the tone, I think, because I know there's people in my life still that the tone in which they said something to me made me just step back and say, mm-hmm. oh, okay, mm-hmm. I see. This is, So this is how you feel about me, that you can use that tone with me. Mm-hmm. And even though the words are maybe light or the mm-hmm. words are meant to be funny or or not hurtful, it's the tone in which they used it that makes you just say, okay, I get you. Mm-hmm. I get you. I, I love you, but I know how you feel about me. I think that's a problem, though, with both of us, by yeah. the way is we say that a lot to people, and I think it's because we do fear losing some people in our lives, mm-hmm. and we have trouble letting go. Mm-hmm. But we will always say, 
I love you. I love you, but I can't. I can't believe you just said that. Yeah. Or I love you, but that that wasn't cool or whatever. Sometimes you got to take the "I love you" part out of there and stop sugarcoating it for people. Because if people are being mm-hmm. rude, you got to just tell them they're being rude. Well, that's mm-hmm. what I had to like learn this this quarantine with certain people. Mm-hmm. Like I had to stop looking for those good qualities and try to remember why we're friends because they were saying so such bad things yeah. and I was allowing that to keep going and I'm sitting there like but why am I putting myself in these positions anymore mm-hmm. like I can't I'll forever forgive what you said but I will never forget what you said right is that how you yeah. said it well so words can be forgiven but never forgotten That's what I meant. but another another <laughs> thing that goes along with that and this is a saying as well that I use I used to remember when I was working with Alzheimer's and dementia patients was because they can't remember what you say most of the time. You know, it's a different day or a different time period every day for them. Um, but there were certain caregivers that when they would go in the room, these patients would freak out. And then, like, a caregiver like me, like, I'm not trying to talk myself up, but I was a good caregiver. Right. Um, and I was always very kind to them. Mm-hmm. And so here's another good saying, I think, that I learned from that situation is that people don't always remember what you say to them but they remember how you make them feel yes. right right and I think that that's a saying that is very true because mm-hmm. um, it's not the words it's not the choice of yeah. words it's how the words were meant and how you felt one when, when you heard them well I think and I feel like when I relay a story to people mm-hmm. about a conversation with someone and I can't think what the other person said yeah but you can see it in me when I'm telling the story that I'm upset. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so clearly what they said didn't have, a, like it didn't hold water, mm-hmm. but it's clearly affected me in some way. And so it kind of brings me back to where I was in that moment with that mm-hmm. person being right. like, okay, I don't, I don't remember exactly what you said to me, but I know that it hurt me and it, it made me feel less than. Right. So that's. I mean, that's an interesting... Another thing about the whole spots and changing colors. Like, my family, the second you burn a bridge with one of the kids, you can't come back into our life. Like, my mom and dad, my friend who I was friends with for so many years, did one bad thing, and it was a horrible thing. And my dad's like, I don't ever want to see that person in my house. Mm-hmm. Like, do I have them pick you up? You can go meet down the street. That once you burn a bridge with someone in our family, my dad's like, I can't do it. It's just... So I for your can't. family, it's literal, literal for other people. <laughs> it's like other people cannot change their <laughs> yeah. spots and they will not be allowed yeah, back in no. this house. Like, honestly, God, like, it's, it's so funny because like, don't you dare try to repent. <laughs> you tell my them. Dad's like, or my dad's really funny about it too because my dad's one of the most mellow people I've ever met in my life. Like my dad, though he does look intimidating, he's very soft. Oh, he's like a teddy bear. Yeah, he's just like so instantly. Nice. But like, when my dad's upset, that's when you know that there's no turning back. Because, mm. like... Well, I feel like that's, like, our dad, too. Because my dad does not get upset easily mm. about anything. My dad's the I-like-everybody type yeah. of person. So, if my dad... And he did this with the friend that's no longer in my life. He told my mom, I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like him at all. <laughs> and um, my dad never says that. Yeah. About pretty very rare he will Mm -hmm. say that Mm -hmm. but when if i hear him say that 
Because my mom doesn't like anyone. So if my mom... That's true. That's <laughs> how my mom is. I hate people. Yeah, That's so... how my mom is. It's gotten so much better and stronger <laughs> since the COVID. But, but the problem with that is when I, bring, when I bring people over now, I can't necessarily trust when she doesn't like them. Because I'm like, okay, well, she doesn't like anyone. But I know to listen to you. Trust me. I've learned. But when my dad says something, I remember... Because I remember you were shocked. You came to me and, she, and you were like... Well, I just need to tell you, Dad Dad doesn't like him. And she said something about, oh, Dad and Nick don't like him. In fact, when he was here, they both went upstairs. Mm-hmm. And I and my brother and my dad are not those people. They are no. give everyone the benefit mm-hmm. of the yes. doubt. Right. And so... I give, I give no one the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I hate them all. <laughs> <laughs> and I only take a few people close to my heart. And they're usually in this house. I'm going to yeah. be real. True. I was very shocked at how easy my mom was when she met uh, my friend Vanessa. It was really easy for them to like Megan because she's they didn't put up a fight when I went to Vegas with her for the first time, you know, after knowing her for like a month. Two months. You know, two months. <laughs> and my mom was like, you can tell when your mom likes someone because they'll sit there and be like, when Megan wasn't coming over for our podcast days, my mom was like, so, um, what'd you do? <laughs> Did you burn that bridge, Brittany? Did you always hear that bridge? <laughs> Stop. No, wait, but I think, okay, this is so bad. When we were going to Vegas, Brittany, I remember you telling me that your mom said to you before you left, okay, Britt, just just be cool. Yeah, and don't just, ruin this just don't ruin it. You got this. Because, like, you got this, girl. Go. Total side note. Like, here's the thing. I don't have a lot of close friends that interact with my family very much because it's usually just my friend David and his family and maybe a few friends here and there. But it's because they've burned so many bridges with my family. And my family means the world to me. Like, yeah. It's like how Megan is with you guys. And so when I was, t- I would talk about Megan every day. And they were so shocked <laughs> because usually it would be about our friend, Pat- my friend Patrick. And I'd be like, Patrick, this, Patrick. And all of a sudden it was Megan this. Megan and I are doing this. Megan and I are close like this. I went over to Megan's house. She's down the street. That's how I am. You just got to have a heart to heart with me. Yeah. You got a friend for life. And my parents were like, okay, Brittany. Tell your mother cuts him off. Yeah, right? A second. And they're like, Brittany, you cannot, like, I literally the night before I went to stay uh, here, my mom's like, okay, Brittany, do not ruin this. You got one job this weekend. Have, well, have fun, but don't ruin this. Oh, and don't get arrested. Oh, and don't get arrested because yeah. I'm not bailing you out. We weren't going to get arrested. We're so... We're I, vanilla. Let's be real. <laughs> Megan and I are the least likely to get arrested. I mean... I would vote my sister it before. Has to, it would probably be... If I ever got arrested, it would probably be for probably the dumbest thing yeah. that you could get arrested for. And I don't. I can't even think what that would be. I'd probably get arrested for jaywalking. But, okay, I mean, well, fair. Yeah. I think that's only a ticket. No, it's only a ticket. You're fine. I'm good then. Okay. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I think we I think we went through a lot of really good pieces of advice, and we're super grateful yes. that you've been here with us today. Um, how we end every episode? Do we kumbaya or anything? Yes, kind um, of. Okay. No, we um we end it with a quote, which is uh interesting because this whole thing has kind of been quotes. Um, but we end it with a quote, and then we do like final thoughts based on the quote. Okay. Um, so we'll, we'll each get to give our final thoughts. Oh, yeah. I picked this quote not because I, just because I like it, but also because it's Dolly Parton. And oh. I actually think she's one of the most amazing people. I think she's darling. I love um, her. <laughs> she's just so sweet and kind, but also strong. And so I really appreciate her. Um, 
So the quote is, if you don't like the road you are walking, start paving another one. So I'm going to have you go first because I think that that's exactly what you did with your life. Yeah. Um, so if you want to even mention a little bit about that. Yes, I think, like we said at the very beginning of all this, that I think all I was expected to be was to be a mom and a wife. And so that's what I did. I followed that, even though, you know, right out of college, I had a good job and did well. Um, but when I settled into my life, I became a mom and a wife. And I stopped my career path, I guess, if you want to say that. And... Um, just was a mom for what 20 years and yeah and then it wasn't until I was in my 50s I decided to go back get my uh, master's my credential in teaching and I never been happier I it makes me a little sad that I didn't start it earlier in my life but um, I'm happy that I'm here right now and honest to goodness that's for anyone out there who doesn't think they can change their life's path. Gosh, being in my 50s and going to school, getting my master's, doing my thesis, getting my credential classes, you have test after test to take for the state, and just walking in with all these young girls and thinking, I am never going to make it out of the first class. <laughs> and I remember we had to write down how we felt at that moment in our first class. And then on our very last class, when we turned our thesis in, we had to finish it. And I remember the first thing I wrote on that first day was, I am never going to make it out. These girls, these boys, these kids are so dynamic. They're so smart. And I feel like I've never even looked at a book before. Like I've never read a paragraph compared to them. They all seem to have so many life experiences. And then I realized once I got out of it, I was the one that passed all the tests. I was the one that was sitting and helping the younger ones um, write essays because we don't teach you how to write essays anymore in school. And it was just, it was, was very, a big confidence booster. And now I feel like, well, maybe I should go get my admin credential and keep moving further. Uh, and I, I, I just, you're, it's never too late never too late and I never want to retire Megan was asking me last night well oh because I was are, thinking about grandkids yeah. and I said mom I need you to take care of my grand my my kids so your I've grandkids and she's like well she's like you know what during the day like you know someone else will do it and then when I get done teaching like I can do it and I'm just like I am very upset right now <laughs> but I'm not here to raise your children just like my mom wasn't here to raise my children that's why I raised them and I never want you guys to have to you know put your kids in a daycare or anything like that nope. but I, like I said nowadays it's so much easier <clears throat> to be able to you and your spouse work different shifts so mm -hmm. that you can always be with your kids or on the weekends I will, I will gladly take them after 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Once I'm done teaching, I will gladly take your kids. Yeah. But I, what I said to you also was don't think that you have to be a stay-home mom in order to be a great mom. Because right. that's what I thought. And I do think that you would all be as great a kids as you are even if I didn't um, stay home with you 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. 
Britt? So, yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to... Okay. Um, I honestly agree with it because I I had a path when I was going to school. Like, my parents expected me to be a certain... Or not even my parents. My, my family in general wanted me to go down this path of go to a four-year, uh, pick a pos- profession that I really liked, and then they all expected me to be teachers. Like, they wanted... Everyone in my family is a teacher, mm-hmm. you know, so they were like, you're going to be a teacher. And, but then once I got to school, I was like, well, maybe I want to be a political science major because I was enjoying that. Then I realized the lanes and I was like, no. Um, <laughs> but then I started like trying to figure out my own way of life, you know, like, do I want to do teaching? Do I want to do business? Like I'm actually enjoying my business classes or like, where do I fit into the role my mom and dad wanted me to go in? So then, long story short, I ended up going to, wanting to be a teacher, but I decided it for myself. Like, I wasn't going to do it because my mom and dad did it, yeah. and I'm not going to do it because they want me to do it. Mm. I sat down, and I thought of all the options that I would be really good at. No matter what, I wanted to work with kids. So I was like, hey, well, what grade? And I was like, oh, you should be high school. Oh, you should be this. I was like, you know we all know I would fit better in elementary school. <laughs> like, I would not do well with the other ones. And, like, it's still a struggle because sometimes my parents think that I should quit Disney, go straight into school, and just do what I want to do. My grandma's like, go do Disney. Like, just follow your Disney career all the way to the end. Da, da, da. But then I have to sit down and think, and I talk to you about it. Like, I need to find my own, where do I fit in this world? Like, where should I... Yeah. go and like so what is your path my path is I want to be a teacher but I also want to keep working at Disney and mm-hmm. I want to do my mom did it my mom had three kids when she was working at Disney and doing her schooling for teaching I've thoroughly enjoyed being at Disney mm-hmm. but I also want to work with kids mm-hmm. I've always loved every second of being in a classroom when I would be up at school and doing classroom work that was my happy place but yeah yeah, I'm just gonna. Mine's just gonna be short and sweet. But um, I was just saying, I really like the quote because I feel that I think a lot of people feel stuck after a significant amount of time in the path that they're on. So I think a lot of people go, "Well, you know what? I've already been doing this five years, ten years, twenty years. I I I just have to keep going with it." And that's not necessarily true, you know. Just like my mom said, it's never too late to change your direction. Right. Um, and like the quote says, sometimes that direction is not a, a path that's already paved. Maybe mm-hmm. it's one you have to pave yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you only have one chance at this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you exactly. And we were talking about this last night. I said, I don't understand how people want to live settle. a life. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, settle, of course. But I'm saying live a life like where it's only a life, a selfish life. Um, I said, I, I feel like, like we all need to find something that gives us purpose, whether that purpose be, you know, teaching second graders, which mm-hmm. is an amazing, per- I don't know how you do it. I taught uh, six too. It's, it's tough. God bless you. Teachers on either way. <laughs> amazing. Um, but whether it's, you know, teaching in a classroom, being a doctor in a hospital, being a lawyer at a law firm. Traveling to Africa to help build schools. Like, whatever you feel gives you purpose in life, 
Which I'm not saying being a stay-at-home mom is not a purposeful life because mm-hmm. it's a very purposeful life, and no, in my it's opinion, a, it's one a of good the life. hardest jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I'm just saying, like, I do feel like pe- the reason that a lot of people stay on a path that they're on for so long um, isn't necessarily because they love it or because they're happy with it. It's more because it's like, well, I'm here, so right. they're afraid um, to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it change is scary, but mm-hmm. the thing is, is, I think we all need to be a little more brave and pave. Mm-hmm. those paths um fulfill yourself for ourselves yeah yeah i mean you could be a good person and being a good relationship but fulfill yourself don't yeah. don't fulfill someone else's dream right because you get one chance at this yeah. that doesn't mean you can't change your path like we're saying mm-hmm. but you get one chance once it's over it's done yeah and gosh that's why i say i'm sad i didn't do this earlier i'm glad i've done it now but now I want to see, well, I bet there's so many other things I could do. And I'm going to do them. Yeah. I don't, just like I tell you with relationships, don't settle. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't settle for yourself either. Yeah. So it's, I think that's a great way to end it, is don't settle. That's the advice. For goodness <laughs> sakes. Don't settle in anything. Career, job, relationships, friendships, yourself, don't settle. So we want to go forward. Yes. So we want to thank Mama Lauer yes. for yeah. coming. What is, we, when we are in my second grade class, we wave our hands in the air for a silent we're cheer. We're currently doing silent, silent So we are cheer. currently following instructions. <laughs> Especially with the distance learning. All you can see is a bunch of little faces and hands waving in the air. It's so cute. I love hearing them in the morning, like right when she... Oh, the Zoom turns on. You just hear all these little like munchkin voices of "Good morning, Mrs. Lauer. Good morning. Good morning." And then she'll be like, "Okay, everyone, say good morning to each other." And I think it's funny because I don't know who it is, but there's one kid that says the same girl's name every day, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, "I think he's got a crush." Um, from distance. Yeah, from a distance. Like this is the new world. I love it. Oh, today was so good because they had a virtual lunch. Five little boys got a virtual yeah, lunch a as a reward. And, oh, my God, that was so, so much fun. They had such a ball. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. That's how we work just girl Leave that in. I love that. <laughs> So we had so much fun on this um, podcast. We're definitely thinking of having guests more often. Yeah, I think. this is actually nice. Um, Generations. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You're part of ours. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, so I think, yeah, because I think we've talked about a sibling episode at mm-hmm. one point, and it'll be a good time. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we're thankful again to Mama Lauer, thankful to the listeners, um, and we can't wait to um, see you next week. See you guys next week. Love to hear your dad's opinion on some of this stuff, though, or like. Oh my dad's funny! Like when we have like deep conversations, it's so fun because that's like the last person anyone thinks of, like truly like.